What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples and the occasional f-bomb because let's be honest marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple doable and fun you're listening to episode number 148 of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Welcome back. This week, we have another special guest, and she is a returning guest to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm sure, especially if you're local or if you've been listening for a while, you are familiar with her. Her name is Tammy Helfrick, and Tammy is a life coach who helps women learn to uncover what is getting in the way of the life they want. She helps them find their own answers, learn to trust their intuition, and take intentional action towards their goals. She's passionate about helping people learn to trust themselves and to bring their awesome to the world. I have worked with Tammy for so many years now. She's been, she's guided me through several of the major life transitions in my most recent years. So she was with me as I started and grew my business in the very, very early phases of marketing for the uninhibited. She was with me when I quit my then full-time job, which then turned into, um, they turned into my first client and she was there when I let that relationship go. Um, she was there, you know, when I met Marshall and we began navigating our relationship and co-parenting relationship, uh, with Rebel and her mom, you know, so she has just been such an integral part of my growth and my journey over the past four to five years, really. I mean, really five years because my business will be five years old this coming October. So I'm just so grateful for Tammy and her insight and her wisdom and her calming presence. And today's conversation is no different. On today's conversation, what I think you'll really appreciate is our conversation about the comparison cycle and how, um, because this comes up a lot with clients where I have clients ask me, you know, well, do you have other clients that are going through this? Or have you ever had other people feel this way? Or have you felt this way in business? Or has this happened to you? Um, And so often that's just coming from a place of wanting to know that we're not alone like we are not an outlier here and a lot of what I do and what Tammy does is like reassure people that this is just a part of the process and so if you can just focus on where you're at in your journey and try not to compare yourselves to others um, that'll make the going through your own process just a little bit easier right it kind of takes the pressure off of having to keep up with the Joneses of the business world and so um, we talk a lot about that we talk a lot about uh, accountability and kind of keeping your eyes on your own paper unless you are intentionally seeking inspiration or an answer to a specific question. Um, And overall, it's just always such a delight to chat with Tammy. And I know you will all take away something different. But really, I just want to say thanks to Tammy for coming to the podcast once again and sharing her knowledge with us and her wisdom and just really her calming presence. Like it's just 
it's just so nice to talk with her. Um, and if you want to connect with Tammy, you can learn more about her and her services at www.tammyhelfrick.com. You can find her on Instagram at Tammy Helfrick Coaching, and you can get in touch with her if you have questions or want to schedule a free consultation, Tammy at TammyHelfrick.com. She also has a podcast, which you can find at www.TammyHelfrick.com slash iTunes. It's called The Intentional Life Podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. And I love, I love her podcast. It's such a nice, short, weekly dose of, of Tammy, of her insight. And it just like really gets you thinking in the right direction. I find that it really helps me set up my day or my week, um, it just helps me get started like on the right foot. So check that out wherever you subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you'll be able to find hers. I hope you enjoy. Hi, Tammy. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. So fun to be here. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself before we begin? Sure. So my name is Tammy Helfrick and I am a life coach. I really help women learn how to get over themselves and to really start to think objectively and decide on purpose who they want to be, how they want to show up in the world. And I really focus a lot on helping people really bring back that sparkle that is unique to them. Mm. And I do that by helping them really learn to understand themselves and to learn how to own who they are and then stop apologizing for it. And so I love working with uh, women in particularly. I love working with small business owners and entrepreneurs. And um, I just love helping people kind of shed these things that are getting in the way of who they are and what they want to bring to the world. Yes. I think, I mean, shedding, I feel like when I work with you, I like drop so much dead weight, you know, it just feels Mm. like this release of like, oh yes, like I can do this my way or, you know, and just even helping people to clarify what it is that they want. Yeah. Cause we don't realize we're carrying it around. We get so used to it and then we just let it just keep building on top of each other. And then we also think that it takes so much to drop that. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'm realizing, and, and, and again, for everyone's different and some people have really, really, you know, traumatic things and things like that. But for the most part and for the majority of us, it's really just being able to pay attention to how we're thinking and what we're telling ourselves yeah. that can make all the difference in the world. Yeah. And I think there's a poem I like, I cannot remember who wrote it, but, um, it just, it's called, she let go. And it's like, you know, she didn't meditate about it. She didn't journal about it. She didn't call her friends about it. She just let go. And that's just such a good reminder because I feel like that's what you do. You're like, yeah, you can, you can just do that. You can let go and you can, it doesn't always have to be a whole process. Right. Yeah. I love the analogy. And I think multiple people have used it of either like carrying really heavy suitcases and then just letting them go or carrying this back. I think for a lot of us as women, the backpack analogy Mm -hmm. is more helpful because that's what we do. We carry the weight of the world on our shoulders that most of the time we've put there or we've allowed someone else to put the, put it there and we just don't know it. And so unwinding patterns of thinking and behavior is something that I love helping people do because it really can change your life. Have you, this is a tangent. We'll get back to, we have some really good topics to discuss for everybody, yes. but um, have you read the book Codependent No More? No. Mm-mm. It's by, I think her name is Melody Beatty or something like that, but I heard about it on a podcast recently and 
I mean, we think of codependency in relation to addicts or being in a relationship with like an alcoholic or an addict of some sort, but the, the book defines it as like, basically any state of chaos in any relationship, like can cause you to be codependent. And the whole point of the book is to really, and the whole point of like overcoming or dealing with codependency is to put the focus back on yourself and yes. start taking care of yourself again and re realizing what habits you've developed in response to certain other behaviors outside of your control. And yes. then asking yourself, like, are these habits or patterns of behavior, are they serving me still? Yes. Like, am I the problem now? You know, right. are my habits, the problem now, and I'm not to discount anybody in any of those situations, you know, right. but, um, I think the point of that, like really putting the the focus back on yourself and saying mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, you know, what is my behavior here? Like, what am I in control of here? And that's yes. what I really like about life coaching, because I feel like it's ultimately the focus on you. And it starts from the inside out, like your thoughts, your emotions, like, are these serving me, you know, and it, and then that trickles into every other aspect of your life, like your relationships, totally. your work, everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really taking personal responsibility and it, it's really being able to get really honest with yourself, which that is something that I now know is a real gift of mine. And people don't always have that in their life. They don't have it with their family members because they maybe will judge them or, you know, they just, they want to fix them. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and they don't have it in a lot of areas. So, so it is something that I really, want people to be able to do because you can't change anything if you're not honest about it if you don't even recognize that maybe you might be contributing to that right it's so easy in our society to blame everybody else because that's kind of what we've been taught mm -hmm. and yes again there are situations that happen to us for sure but in most cases in everyday life and in our businesses a lot of times we're the ones standing in the way and so if you can even understand that and grasp it it can be really scary, but also really freeing. Yeah, it can be because it's, it's a new sense of power where you're yeah. like, so that is scary, but also liberating because you're like, oh, okay. I am in control to be able to change this situation. So in, this is a, a nice segue to what we were talking about before we started recording about your the planning and the number tracking that we worked on through marketing coaching, because in the beginning you were resistant to the plan. Like you are- totally a rebel by nature. And so the idea of a plan or a schedule was something that we really had to work on together. So do you want yes. to speak to that a little bit? Yes, please. This is so good because I've realized this in another area of my life recently, and it took me back to when we first started it with you. And so, yes, I was very resistant when I started working with you to start tracking my numbers, to start tracking people who are following me, my business numbers, anything around that, and to like st stick to a, a strict schedule. Because my journey is, you know, I came from a corporate background, so I was very much in a very strict schedule and then learned how to get out of that. And so then going back felt like too restrictive. And I just, I'm also, if you know anything about human design, I'm a manifesting generator. And so I just like to just do lots of different things at one time. So I was very resistant to tracking the numbers, but you kept convincing me. And, but the one thing I know now looking back is the reason I was also really resistant to it is because I was afraid of judgment. Mm -hmm. I was afraid that you would judge me because my numbers weren't where I wanted them to be. Right. Mm -hmm. So actually, and even when I'm saying that, 
I was afraid of my own judgment, right? <laughs> not yours, but I thought it was you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so even though you kept assuring me, like, I don't care, this right. is for you, right? This is for you. And I'm so glad that you did, because now I can look back on all those numbers and see consistent growth. Because one of the things you and I worked on a lot was just the consistently showing up in my business, because yeah. my business was up and down continuously. And so me continuously showing up was super helpful. And so, but just one of the things that I've really realized recently and, and through working with you is that the numbers are literally just data. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. But we add so much drama and so much, so many thoughts and feelings around the numbers because we compare ourselves to other people. That's a huge one for me. I have compared myself to other coaches. I get wrapped up in what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And then of course I'm going to judge myself for my numbers because they're not where their numbers are. Right? So we judge ourselves, and then also we just, we use it to beat ourselves up and punish ourselves. And I do a lot of this work with my clients because that's where most of our thoughts and feelings are. Typically we just use them to beat ourselves up. And so being able to really track numbers and to, to really, really believe like intellectually, I think I've believed for a long time, it's just data, mm -hmm. but I just am figuring this out in um, my health journey recently that reminded me of working with you and talking about the data is like, no, it really is. Because instead of telling ourselves, because what, what most of us do as entrepreneurs or even just in our own life is we just, we try things for a little bit and then we go, oh, it's not working and I'm horrible <laughs> and I, it's, and I did all the things right, but it's still not working, mm -hmm. which is fine. That's very normal for us to think that. But when you have data, mm -hmm. you can actually go back and see, oh, hmm. Like I remember having these conversations with you. Oh gosh, this month I only did one newsletter. Oh, yeah. Wonder why maybe nobody's talking, right? Right. Instead of just telling ourselves these stories. And so if you can really get to the point of understanding that it really is just data that you can use for you, but you have to come at it from a more neutral place than beating yourself up about it. Yes, because it is it's a tool, right? It's a tool yep. for making decisions in your business and the fun part where the numbers get fun is when you start increasing consistently mm -hmm. and then we can go back and look. So I had a client meeting this week and she said she was just having like a bad weekend. She was feeling really down, you know, based on the snapshot of the month of April, her numbers were lower. So she just decided to go and look at the numbers for the year and year to date, she's only $500 behind where she wanted to be at this time. So behind her goal, which is huge, right. almost halfway through the year, she's only $500 behind. So no problem. We can make that up. And then year over year for the same time frame, she was two and a half times. She had made two and a half times more money in the area that we wanted to grow in the, the right. area of her business that we were focusing on for this year. She had increased that income by two and a half times year over year for the same time frame. Right. But I mean, she so she wouldn't have known that if she wouldn't have checked the data, she would have told exactly. herself this story of like, yeah, but I'm not at my goal. Right. Which is right. what, again, so much of this is normal. A lot of what I've been working with my clients is like normalizing this stuff. Yeah. We like make it into this big ordeal when it's really normal. If you talk right. to other entrepreneurs and people that we're all dealing with the same things 
And so, yeah, I love that example. And I've found that in my own life too, you, we had those conversations when I would look and be like, oh, this month isn't, you know, so great. And then we would look back and go, oh my gosh, look at the growth <laughs> that I've had right? since the last, you know? And um, so, yeah, I love my, my favorite thought right now is just, it's just data. It's just it's data just and it can help data. me. I can use it to beat myself up or it can help me. And that's been super helpful. Hey, I'm interrupting real quick to share something exciting with you. If you've been wanting to work with me, now's your chance to celebrate the relaunch of the podcast for a limited time only. I'm giving you 50% off my marketing unlocked offer in this two hour one-on-one -on -one marketing intensive. We'll strategize, organize, and prioritize all the things you have swirling around in your business brain. If you're looking to jumpstart your marketing, pivot your offers or level up your income, then this offer is for you. Use the link in the show notes or visit marketinguninhibited.com and use code podcast50 for 50% off the marketing unlocked offer for a limited time only. I think one thing that's also helpful in that conversation or what's helpful for me, because in our industry, there are certainly people that choose to sell with their data first, right? They sell right. with the numbers and they talk about the income and they may have larger income goals than me. So there were two things that were helpful. And one was like paying attention to how I'm, am I judging those people for talking about their numbers? Because if I'm judging them, it's just like an awareness of like me judging that conversation in general. And then most likely that is happening internally with my own judgment and my own numbers. Nope. And then number two, which is really, there was a second point. <laughs> I totally, like, <laughs> it's, I, maybe that was the only thing I needed to talk about was the judgment, but there's, oh yeah. And number two is that like everyone, not everyone has the same income goals. And I think right. in our industry, especially the coaching industry, the online marketing industry, like there is this, sometimes it can feel like there's this assumption that everyone wants to have a million dollar business or everyone yeah. wants to have that. And I know from, even from the client example, I just shared one of the goals she's already achieved this year is a schedule that allows her to be home with her kids. She has two young kids. And so to be yep. able to be home with them more often, especially over the past two years when they're in school, not in school, you know, back and forth. And um, so that has been really helpful. And that was a goal of hers to only yeah. have events on Tuesday and Thursday evenings. So she had all the other weeknights available for family time and she's doing it. And so that right. counts as a goal achieved. That is yeah. a success in her book. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a great point because that's something, um, you know, that you and I worked on a lot is you have to find out what your why is and what mm -hmm. you want, because you can get so it's so I continually, you know, I have tried to be so great at constraining the number of coaches that I follow yeah. and, you know, like not get wrapped up because I get so wrapped up in consuming mode. And then even just the other day, I was listening to something again. And then I finally just said, who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, I, sorry. Oh, I love it. But, yes. Like, what what does it matter to me like i i keep searching for this stuff almost like i'm like i might miss something instead yeah. of just staying in my lane and doing what i want to do and knowing that my goals are very different from these people that i'm listening to yes i have known that i've always known that i wanted to create this business in my way that works for me i'm really learning to step into that and so yes can people be super inspirational and can they be motivational to help you see what's possible? Absolutely. But too many of us get caught up in comparing ourselves mm -hmm. and then we stay stuck in that cycle. And it's one yeah. that I'm continually 
recognizing. So do you have like, when you find yourself in that cycle, what are some of the things you do to like pull yourself out of it? Like if you're in the judgment or the comparison cycle, like I know one thing for me is I immediately will start kind of clearing my feed. Like I'll start muting people or I will get people off of my podcast rotation. And something I talked about on the the gardening podcast I released recently was like paying attention to your body language in certain situations. Like even listening to a podcast, sometimes you may find yourself kind of recoiling or not like the energy isn't there. Like you're just not on the same page. So do you have any, um, tips or tools for people on how to work through that? Yeah, I do similar things. I definitely have um, stopped following quite a few people um, unsubscribed. Oh my gosh, this weekend I went through and finally unsubscribed from a whole bunch of emails and it felt like so freeing to do that. And, you know, I have really focused on constraints. So like this year is all about um, ultimate Tammy for me. I turned 50 and like, it's all about just being me in a way that I haven't before. And so I really, really continue to only follow a few people that are, that I feel are, um, you know, align with kind Mm -hmm. of where I am right now. And then I also, I just really start to recognize. So when I, um, you know, a coach had said to me, like, it sounds like you're buffering with, um, you know, podcasts, which I don't really agree with. Cause I don't, but like I use it to try, I use that time, you know, when I'm in the car or whatever, but I was finding that I, what I recognized was I, I there was this feeling of like, oh, I might miss some like really important thing or like the magic. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just was able to sit back and go, oh no, right. I don't want that. There's no magic thing. The thing is me continually showing up in my business and being me, which doesn't happen when I am continually consuming other people's content. It just doesn't. For me, um, consuming totally stifles my creativity. And so I need space and I need room. And so a lot of times now it means like, I don't listen to podcasts when I go on walks. I'm Mm -hmm. like training for a big walk next month. I don't, I haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts on that time. I've been using that as time for my, I always like to say to let my brain breathe a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, and so, yeah, I think you just have to find what works for you. And it depends on the, the mode that you're into, right? Like you might be in a mode where you are kind of seeking some answers or, And so then you're going to do a little more research and listen to some podcasts. Um, But also just kind of asking myself too, when I do see things that come up, like, is this going to be helpful? You know, do, can I really, should I really spend this time doing this or do I want to spend this time doing this? And so those are just a few of the things that I do. I think that's really helpful. And sometimes what I will do, because like if I'm cleaning or if I'm in the car, I like to listen to something on my commute, but I will find something that's not business related. And so Mm -hmm. there were um, like, I have a comedian podcast. She releases one once a week. So I like listening to that because it's nothing to do with business. You know, it's just ridiculous. And then um, the other one I found recently was really interesting. So, you know, that I'm like interested in flying. And one of my goals is to get my private pilot's license. And I just found a podcast I just Googled it. I'm like, oh yeah, there has to be a podcast, you know, tons of podcasts. And there's a podcast called Cocktails and Cockpits and it's hosted by two female pilots. And then they interview other women in the aviation industry, like from all different aviation walks of life, like military, private, commercial, stewardesses. Yeah. So it's just, it's fun. And then it's like tapping into this other world that I don't really know anything about yet. Um, 
And that just gets my brain thinking in an entirely different way. And I also think from a marketing perspective, when you are engaging with industries outside of your own, that can also fuel creativity because you may get an idea and something I like to have clients do if they're getting kind of caught up in their branding or their comparison in their industry is to go search for like three to five brands outside of their industry that really inspire them. Because then you can take that and you can take that inspiration and like fuel something different in your own industry. Yes. Yeah. I just had a coach that was talking about that. Um, She was talking about when she travels and Mm -hmm. how she, you know, sticks with specific brands of hotels and things that, you know, it's the same reason Mm -hmm. a lot of us choose airlines that we like, like being able to take things and ideas from that and utilize it in your own. Because I think that especially, I mean, coaching is such a, and I'm sure this happens in every industry, but like, there's just so, I just feel like there's a lot of people that are kind of doing the same things and kind of trying to replicate each other instead of just being themselves, which is one of my big um, values is like, I have to do this my way and it doesn't look like what anyone else does. So yeah. And then the other thing I would just say that I've done over the last couple years is, you know, I have been a self-help motivational, like I've always read all the books, you know, get all the stuff. So I've really cut back on that. Mm -hmm. I don't buy a lot of um, self-help books or motivational books and any more, you know, specific ones if I really want to read them. Um, But I've started reading a lot of fiction again, and it has been so helpful to just get lost in a good story. First of all, it's very relaxing for Mm -hmm. me. And then it just is again, another way, like I've had ideas that come when I'm reading a fiction book that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. what I'm doing at all. Right. And, and for me, it also helps me like cause some of these writers that I read, I'm like evaluating the, the characters <laughs> in yeah. their story, you know, like, oh, that's like a normal person that really would have those challenges. So right. yeah, that's another thing I do. Yeah, I really like, I started reading fiction again um, last year and that was really helpful for me for that reason. It's just a nice, like you said earlier, like letting your brain breathe. It's like a brain break because when you're listening to all these podcasts, the self-help or even the business ones, and I mean, you need time to digest and absorb that information too. And I do think, I mean, we know we're living in an age where the amount of information that is available is like inconceivable at this point. And so you really, it's helpful to pick and choose. And um, so I, I found fiction to be helpful in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that I did when I wrote my book Unapologetic was I put questions at the end of every chapter Mm -hmm. because what's really helping me is, again, I have been in a consumption mode for a long time, like read all the books, you know, know everything that's going on, but I wasn't always applying it. And so that's also a really big piece that I'm trying to do with books that I do read or, you know, podcasts that I, that I do listen to, like actually taking the time to stop and journal about it or to write down ideas that come to me and actually use it instead of just Mm -hmm. consuming it is also really helpful. Yeah. Because I mean, what's the point of consuming it if you're not going to implement anything? Right. (laughs) And I do think, oh, go ahead. Well, I just think that's where most of us get overwhelmed because we just keep consuming, 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 and then we don't do it. And then we're like beat ourselves up because we haven't done it. And that just is a never ending cycle. Yeah. I mean, and I know, I mean, part of my 
So if I'm in a place where, because I have like number judgment too. I mean, people think I'm going to judge their numbers, but I also feel that way with like my business coach or people, you know, my friends in my industry. And so um, it's something we all go through, but something I've noticed is like when I am in that place where I'm like beating myself up, then I feel like it's because I don't have the answers or because I, I don't have everything I need. And so I will go down this rabbit hole of like filling out applications for programs or downloading things. And, and I will then sit back and be like, the next day I'm unsubscribing from all these emails because I don't actually have the time or, nor do I want to spend the time or I get into the course or I get into the free thing I downloaded. And I'm like, I already know this. Why, you know, why am I, wasting my time on this when I have the tools that I need. And so what is that? I mean, is that just like an insecurity? Is it, what do you, where does that come from? Yeah. I mean, I, it definitely can come from insecurity for sure. I think it can also come from just our society has trained Mm. us that way, right? You have to study more and Mm. get another degree or get a certification or get, like you have to do all these things before you can practice. And in some situations, yes, it's very helpful and and necessary, right? Like I want a doctor to be able to have gone through all the certifications, right? But for most of us, we already know what we need. This is so much of what I talk about with my clients. You have your answers. Mm -hmm. I truly believe it. Yes. Can there be some things that you can tweak or things that we can always learn for sure? But like going back to the why and what you want and who you want to be and the business, the kind of business that you want to have, you are the only one who knows that. I don't know that as your coach. Your business coach doesn't know that. You know that, right? So part of what I do is help people really kind of dig away at like what's getting in the way of that. And so to answer your question, I think it can come from insecurity. I think it can come from, um, it's way easier, right? Mm -hmm. To consume because then we, we think we're doing something like most of us as entrepreneurs, we think we're actually working in our business when we're doing a lot of those things and we're not. No, we're not. Yeah. We're just, we're just learning and we're just consuming. And again, now, is there a time for that? Is there? Yes, absolutely. But the majority of us take it to an extreme. And I think it's just, it's very common. It's very common in um, all kinds of industries, but I think especially as entrepreneurs, because we're used to someone telling us, you know, what to do and how to do it. And so then when we have to do it, it's a whole new experience. And again, going back to the like normalizing, that's so normal as an entrepreneur because you're figuring it out as you go. But the world and other people are telling you, you should already have the answer and you should already know and you should have this huge strategic plan of how to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And that's not how most entrepreneurs work at all. No, I mean, and it's like the opposite, which is why a lot of them get into running their own businesses because the restrictions or the constraints of a typical like nine to five are, don't work for them. And what, you know, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work for them in that capacity. And that goes back to the idea of like, in both of our roles as coaches, like helping people figure out how they operate best, you know? And so for me, it's like, it, it does go back to planning. Like some people like Mm -hmm a loose plan. I like a loose plan. And most people, especially the clients I work with, a lot of them are moms too. And they have families, like they can't have that rigidity. They need the flexibility within their plan, which is why 
a monthly plan works out because then, you know, they, they have the flexibility within the plan and they can kind of hold on to it lightly. And then we make it fun by like getting rid of the things you don't want to do. And there will always be some things that we all have to do in business that we don't really love, you know, or love aspects of, but um, for the most part, when it comes to marketing your business, you're allowed to do that however you want to, like, right. in, as long as you're putting yourself out there, I mean, you can't just hide your business, but yeah, you know, and so, and I know that that's something you help people with too, is like really being okay, saying no to the things that don't light them up anymore. Yes. Yes. It's one of the biggest things that I think holds people back because it's either obligation or Mm. just not even asking ourselves these questions of, do I really want to do this? And, and why am I doing this? And going back to the planning too, I think this changes, right? So, you Mm. know, I was super resistant to any kind of plan before, because again, I do like to have flexibility and freedom Mm -hmm. and, um, I like to have kind of a loose plan, but you were also the opposite. Like you wanted a really, you thought you wanted a really rigid plan. Yeah. And then yes, we had to yes. work on loosening yours up a little bit. Oh yeah. And in, you know, in other areas, like right now, like I was telling you before we came on, like in my health goals right now, I have this really simple plan that I'm totally following that works and it, it works. So I think it's, so much of entrepreneurship is just experimenting and figuring out and not beating yourself up about it. Right. So if a loose plan works for you and you want that flexibility, then be okay with it and don't beat yourself up about it. Again, that's just a common thing that so many of us do. We create it, but then we beat ourselves up because we think it's not good enough or it's not going to get us to where we want to go. Right. Or that other people, like, what are other people going to think? Are they going to, because that was my big thing. Um, what did we do that? Were we like, literally, we just threw out the planner for like the months, right? Like I didn't, because what I was doing was time blocking. And so I was putting everything on the calendar and that was like really starting to overwhelm me when I wasn't hitting those, those little deadlines for things. And so we just got rid of it. And I know in my brain, like, okay, I like to move my body four days a week. Like that is just my rough, that's my loose plan four yeah. days a week. Sometimes it's more rarely, but it's sometimes it's less, you know, and right. at bare minimum, I'm going to walk the dog. So I'm getting yeah. out there at least. And then there were other, you know, client, client meetings and deadlines, of course, are a priority on a week to week basis, but I don't take meetings on Mondays and as I can help it, I try not to take meetings on Fridays, or at least it's a right. half day because of my rebels school schedule. Oops. Yeah. So that was really helpful for me to think in terms of like, I like to think big picture in that way. And I like to plan, okay, loosely, like we know this is how many workouts or we know, you know, so that, that was helpful. And I find that some people, they need a little more guidance than that. If they're setting up habits, they need a little more, um, not constraint, but guidance, I guess, or support. And then some people, once you get into that habit, you just trust that you're going to do it you know, like with your podcast schedule, like the, once you got that momentum going with your consistency, then it was great. Um, and something for me, when I was just starting, I was so worried that people were going to see me at the dog park in the afternoon and be like, why isn't she working? Where are her clients? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was going to say that when you said that about your schedule, because that was one of the things we worked on was you were worried about what other people were going to think because you have this flexible schedule that you want and that you created, Mm -hmm. right? 
And so I think that's so helpful for entrepreneurs to hear that because again, going back to that's probably why most entrepreneurs became one yeah. is because they wanted some kind of flexibility or some kind of control or whatever you want to call it around their schedule, but then they don't do it. And then right. they build this business to a way that's not sustainable and that doesn't fit with their life. And that's not at all what you're doing. You're trying to help them do that. And that's what I do too, is just help mm -hmm. people figure out what do you really want? And then how do you create that life? And it's right. going to take some experiment. And sometimes it's going to be more rigid planning and other times it's going to be a little looser schedule. And, um, and I like to talk a lot about like rhythms mm -hmm. of, um, you know, really understanding what your rhythms are. Like I'm a, really early morning person and I get a lot done in the morning, but then by mid afternoon, like, like even we've rescheduled our podcast because yeah. we're both like, yeah, we're not great at that time no. of day. Right. It's not our best. And so even understanding that can be so helpful for you when you're scheduling meetings and when you're doing things like that, because, um, it's just bringing out the best in you and like working with who you are, but again, not judging yourself for it, which is the right. biggest piece that most people need to work on. Yeah, it's just, it's so helpful, which I think, I mean, so that leads me to your book, Unapologetic. And then um, do you want to talk about your community a little bit? Yes. I mean, or these are, so they all, I feel like they all tie together because so yes. much of the work that you do and what you talk about and promote is just learning how not to apologize for yourself and your wants. And yes. And I think that starts with the awareness of yourself and like, what is it that you want? Like being able to say, and I've had clients who chose not to renew because where their income is at, it's not, you know, maybe it's barely six figures or, you know, it's, it's comfortable for them. Like there's not, yes. I, I think this is something we talk about too, but like you don't arrive at a certain income level and then, you know, like it's the Mecca of all things. There right. will always be room for growth and there will always be room to also plateau if you want to. So I've had clients who are like, I'm good. I'm making enough mm -hmm. money. I get to see my kids. Like, this is good. I don't need to chase this anything else right now. Yeah. Um, and so, and being, I think as an entrepreneur to be okay saying that, like I've hit a level that I'm comfortable with for the moment. That's yeah. huge. And that huge. is so unapologetic in this industry that can sometimes make you feel like you always have to be hustling and grinding for the next thing when you, you don't. Yeah. And so that's a big part of why I wrote unapologetic. I mean, it's part of my journey of just really learning to understand myself and then to be okay with who I am and then stop apologizing for it. Because again, like I have, um, big dreams and big goals. And, you know, a lot of my work has been learning how to stand in my own power and, and, and to be big and bold and to like say the things that, you know, I want to say. And, um, but it looks different for everyone. And I think that it's so powerful when we can really start to just be more who we are. And I think, you know, this depends on your age and where mm -hmm. you are and but it also can be so helpful for your business because um, I'll tell the quick story, which I've told many times before, but so I wrote this book unapologetic and I hadn't released it yet, but I was at this networking meeting and someone was talking about my book to other people. And do you know what I did? <laughs> I like was like shrinking back, oh like, ah, like, oh, you know, like, and I was aware that I did that mm -hmm. and I, 
after that, I was like, what in the world was that? Mm -hmm. I just wrote this book about being who you are, standing in your power, being unapologetic about it. And I was shrinking back. And that was just a lot of old patterns that I had had and that I'm still unwinding to this day. But it really helped me to be able to see like, okay, (laughs) I am not promoting this book that way, right? right? Like it's not going to do anything if I'm not willing to stand behind what I wrote. I was proud of what I wrote. And so a lot of it is really just starting to see again your patterns and and how you show up and then i was able to come from a place of like no i am really proud of this book that i wrote and i know it can help people and i want to tell people about it and i'm going to be unapologetic about this book and if you want it great here it is i'll help you if you don't no big deal it's okay right and so that's so much of the work that i do and then also just what i tried to put into the book to help you really figure out what it is that you want, who you want to be, and then just go after it because we've all, we all know life is short. Mm-hmm. And especially now, I mean, that was kind of the, the, I had wanted to write a book for a really long time, but it was during the pandemic when I was like, what the heck am I waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, like right. it, there's no time like now to do it. And so it was just, um, really, really helpful to be able to to see some of those patterns. And then just to see, I just think that we apologize so much for things that we don't need to apologize for. And again, it's not, you know, people will say, oh, so that doesn't mean you just go around like doing whatever you want and being a jerk to everyone. No, that's not what unapologetic means to me at all. It means being who you are and like knowing why you have the, you want the things that you do. And and not having to justify it to anyone, right. getting to be who you are, to create the business with the schedule and the flexibility and the things that you want to do and to be okay to say, yeah, you know what? I don't have to make a million dollars. I went on my coach's podcast and people were blown away that I said, you know what? I don't think I want to have a million dollar business. Like now i've kind of changed that since i've said that but at that time i was like "Mm, it's not really important to me you know and it it still is like eh, it's not it's not my thing for some people Mm -hmm. it is it's like that is their thing and so that's where i would say own it and be unapologetic about it right right but you are the only one who has to do it and (laughs) create it so be be unapologetic about what it is that you want. Yeah, I just think that. And when you say like you were kind of like shrinking back when um, that person was talking about your book, I that's what I find. The entrepreneurs that struggle with marketing, that's what's happening. They're afraid yep. to like step into the light. They're afraid to talk about what it is that they're creating or how they can help people or why. And it's sometimes it comes from a place of not wanting to step on other people's toes or feeling like they're going to outshine someone. Sometimes it's just lack of confidence or other insecurities. I mean, everyone has a different reason for it, but people struggle with that. And I have, um, my business coach was talking about sales the other day and just how like she's relentless when she's pushing something and not relentless in like a, a sleazy type of way, but like She's fighting for herself in a way yep. like, hey, look at look at this. Check this out. You know, right. This is how it can help you. This is why it's great. And not let not holding herself back in that yeah. way. And when that's where I feel like so many of us, we do, we hold ourselves back for whatever reason. And that's where working with you is so helpful, whether you're an entrepreneur or, you know, or not. I feel like, you know, this comes up in all areas of life. 
And then oh, once you, sure. and then it's like a habit, right? And once you're comfortable kind of asserting yourself a little bit more, the easier it gets. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've talked a lot about entrepreneurs cause you work with a lot of yeah. them and a lot of people listen, but this is totally applicable in every area of your life. It's applicable <laughs> in parenting. I will be talking about this more and just, you know, we've taken some very non-traditional mm. approaches to mm -hmm. parenting and schooling. And, um, that was really hard. To, it still is kind of hard to talk about cause we're still in the midst of it, but like I've learned to be more unapologetic about it because it's, it is what works for our family and I don't have to justify it to anyone else because it's right. what works for us. Right. So it applies to parenting. It applies to, um, you know, your health, it applies to your mental health, like everything and, and what you like, like, this is the thing, you know, I think, I don't know about you cause you're a little younger than me, but you know, growing up for me, it was like, everybody wanted to be like each other. Right. And mm -hmm. it was all about like kind of conformity and that is just not who we are. Right. right. I, if you love, like, I love that you love flying, right. That's yeah. amazing. I love nature. I love mm -hmm. being outside in nature and, you know, I love to travel and, other people like really quirky things, you know, like kids these days, like all kinds of quirky things. And, and so, so much of it is just about being okay with who you are and not having to apologize to someone for that because it's how you're wired. I mean, right. I remember growing up thinking like, how did my brother and sister and I grow up in the same house? Like we're totally different. <laughs> I don't get it. And then I had my two boys and I was like, oh, this is why yeah. we literally come into the world wired differently. And mm -hmm. that's where things like the Enneagram and human design and, you know, all kinds of things can help you understand how you're wired um, and how you see the world and just being okay with that. So, so much of this, I mean, to boil it all down is like being okay with being you, mm -hmm. which wasn't always taught well to most right. of us. Right. Up. Yeah. And I think the kids are a perfect example of that because then through the through working with you and through the acceptance of your own self, then it's, it makes it easier to accept the other people in your life, which then goes back to the codependency thing where you're not trying to control everyone to fit your narrative or some sort of narrative that you've created. And I think like rebels, a great example of that too. I mean, even just letting kids dress themselves, you know, yep. it's like, whoa, okay, that's what you're going to wear today. <laughs> All right. And like, we have um, a group chat, Marshall, me and Rebel's parents, you know, all three of us have a group chat. And so sometimes we'll just text each other like, hey, FYI, she picked out her own outfit today, you know, like, <laughs> take me out of this equation here. Um, right. And she rocks it. And she's, yep. you know, that's, that's her thing. Like she likes fashion and she likes accessorizing. And so we just let her do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a great point. Cause this is also something I'm learning is again, going back to like kind of comparing ourselves to other people and other coaches. Like one of the things that I kept doing was thinking like, I don't look like them. I don't dress yeah. like them. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Right. And so even understanding like, no, I'm like a very casual person. That's what I like. Mm -hmm. I used to wear a suit every day. I don't want to do that anymore. Like right. I love right. just being casual, like still looking nice, but not like dressing up. Other people love dressing up and they love accessorizing and they love all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. that's not me mm -hmm. and I'm totally okay with it. Whereas in the past I might have beat myself up about it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really just understanding who you are and having people around you that can help you see it's not selfish and it's not, there's nothing wrong with you because you don't want to look like that. Now, 
a lot of the world doesn't still understand that. <laughs> so you still run into it with family and people who have their opinions, right? But um, I think it just can be so helpful for you in every area of your life in your with your relationships. I believe so much of the work that I have done has been so that I can help my kids understand this way earlier than me and they can be themselves and they can choose the paths that they want to choose instead of trying to mold into what someone else thinks that they they do and i think that's you know unfortunately i think a lot of that needs to um you know needs to break down a little bit because i think we're still doing that we're still like forcing kids into certain paths and things Mm -hmm. that they think that they have to do and then it's just not it's not helpful for them, but that's conversation for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. That's a whole other conversation, but it is, it's something to think about. And sometimes I think it's helpful to just analyze like the way you're parenting, not mm-hmm. analyze, but just be aware of, of yeah. the way you're parenting. And then, because you're probably applying those things to yourself as well. So like if you're trying to conform or fit into a certain mold or look a certain way, you know, like just kind of questioning that is okay. And I think that that's something, you know, that a lot of us were not raised to question our parents, you know, or to be able to like, we let rebel negotiate all the time. And now it's like, I just roll my eyes (laughs) because it would be easier to just, you know, no, that's just what I said. But, um, there was like a thing with dessert in our house where she, wasn't happy that we didn't have dessert every night. And I don't think we need to have dessert every night. To me, it's like Mm -hmm. a special, it's a treat, you know, like go out for ice cream in the summer. And so she negotiated and she was like, all right, how about we compromise? And I was like, okay, tell me what you got, you know? And so then she came up with this thing where we would have it every other night and she tracks it in her own brain and she doesn't even, you know, so, okay. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Like, oh my gosh, I love that example, Miranda, because first of all, the growth that I've seen you have in that yeah. area as being a stepmom, um, but also like, okay, how much better is that for her right. in her life to be able to know how to stand up for what she wants yeah. and to be able to articulate it to someone versus you just saying no, mm-hmm. because it's just what I said. And then her being mad and, and then come you guys being right. combative about it the whole time. I just coached someone on this recently because uh, she has a teenager, which is a mm. whole nother yeah. aspect. <laughs> but, um, what I helped her see was that the reason they were fighting and they were resisting so much was because she was so much trying to make sure that her kids didn't have the same experience that she had, Mm -hmm. that she was way pushing it too far because her kids didn't need it. Her kids weren't having the same experience that she had. She is there all the time. Her parents weren't like, and so, but it was like this clingy energy that she was putting on top of her daughter, which was making it even harder And then they were just combating at each other versus going, oh, maybe she doesn't need what I need. Maybe I should try to understand what she needs. And again, this is, this could be a whole nother parenting um, episode, but I think it's, it's really important for you to be able to understand that going back to the personal responsibility of like, what are you bringing to the situations? Mm -hmm. And are you bringing a whole bunch of your baggage from your childhood, which many of us do mm-hmm. as parents, because there's no manual for this. Right. But is it helpful? Right. Is it helpful right. for our kids? Right. So yeah, that yeah. kind of yeah. got way off, but I know. <laughs> oh, so helpful, that, I think. 
that's what I think. That's what I was going to say. And I think ending on that, like the question, is it helpful? Like it's okay mm-hmm. to question your own behaviors or your own habits or even your own, the thing, like to bring it back to business, but like the things that you're doing in your business, like, is this helpful? Is it, yeah. is it necessary? You know, and sometimes because some people resist certain aspects of marketing or they beat themselves up because they're not doing certain things. And it's like, well, you don't, there's no manual for this either. And right. there were, are people out there who will try to sell you a one size fits all manual or template. And that's, but then there are plenty of people like you and I and other coaches in the industry who won't, and they will yeah. make sure that it is customized to your strengths and that, you know, you can at least get started and you're comfortable. And that's really what it is at the end of the day is just figuring out how you want to run it and yeah. how you operate best. Um, and so yeah. I think and- that, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, to add to that, I think that what if you, what if you dropped where you think that you should be or what you think you should be doing and you just go in on, go all in on what you want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. what if that is your focus and you just let that again, going back to the, like, let it go. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to do those things right now. Then don't do them. Cause if you're forcing them to do them anyway, the energy is going to come through. You can say all the right words, but if you're in a graspy, like, Oh, I don't want to do this kind of energy. People feel that. Yeah, totally feel it. The resentment that the yeah. resentment comes through and there. I mean, and that's so much of what we do too, is like, because clients can text me in between meetings and sometimes I just have to tell them to step away, you know, mm-hmm. like step away from this sleep on it. There's just too much anxiousness. And that's something that I've worked on too, where now I can recognize it, that panic mode where you're yeah. like grasping, trying to figure it out and frustrated. And it's like, we just need some space. If yeah. the answer's not yeah. here yet, just take some space. Yes. Yeah. And that's a great segue to kind of talk a little bit about what I'm creating with mm-hmm. this community, because I was telling you beforehand, I've had this idea to create a community where people can just come and um, deal with all of these things that we're talking about to get really honest and to get some inspiration when they need it and to have a place to, um, you know, work through learning. I have a podcast called intentional life. And then, um, I have my book unapologetic and a lot of the themes are very similar. It's really about like deciding on purpose, who you want to be and what you want in your life. Right. And so I've been thinking about building this community. I've started building it and, um, it's not fully announced yet, but, um, I will tell you where you can learn more about it. But, um, I was sitting with it in that same thing. Cause this is what I've learned with me. I have to be, it has to be good. This I've seen it happen with my podcast. I've seen it happen with my book. I've seen it happen with that. Like I have to be totally in alignment or it just is not going to work. I'll just try to force it and it right. won't work. Right? right. And so I was kind of sitting with it like, it's okay. It's, you know, I, I know it's going to help people. I know that I can create this space, but it just didn't feel right until the other week when I like these two ideas merged together. And I was like, Oh, there it is. Yeah. I just had to sit with it. And I had, and I've been working on it and you know, it's, it's still, putting ideas down and recording videos and doing that kind of stuff. But like, I wasn't ready to announce it yet. And now that I'm there, I'm like, Oh, okay. Now, now I feel good. And so I will be announcing it soon. But if you want to learn more about it, you can go to um, TammyHelfrick.com slash community and you can sign up and I'll, I'll let you know um, when it, when all the details are ready. Yes. It's so exciting. I can't wait to hear more about that. Can you tell um, everyone how else they can stay in contact with you? 
Yeah. So the easiest way is just TammyHelfrick.com. And then you can also um, follow, I'm on Instagram, Tammy Helfrick Coaching. And I have a podcast called Intentional Life, which are very short, um, packed episodes mm-hmm. that just encourage you to decide on purpose and to work through a lot of these things that we've talked about and to just, again, be who you are in the world and don't apologize for it. Yes. And your podcast is so great for that too. I've really been gravitating towards the shorter ones aside from the interviews, because I think that it just kind of then it's something that sticks with you and you it's short, you know, and then you can like think about it the rest of the week or the rest of the day and, and then put it into action. It's like you get that info and then you can take it and you can immediately take action. So thank you so much for being here today. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a review so more business owners like you can find us and learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. Talk to you next week.